You're listening to Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, where we celebrate life after wrongful conviction. We are covering everything from sports and resiliency to mental health and integrity. So pull up a chair and get comfortable because you are in for a treat. We are Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, and here I am. Let's get it. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. And I'm your host, Jimmy C. Gardner. For those who don't know me, I spent 27 years in prison for a crime that I did not commit. And now that I'm free, I'm living. On today's podcast, no other than the illustrious Mr. Joshua Proby. But first, I want to remind you guys to support my channel. Please like and share our page. Make sure to sign up to get our alerts so you never miss our live show. Okay, let me introduce you to my guest. Mr. Joshua Proby. Josh, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. I can't complain. Man, thank you for being here. I want to I wanna extend a, a great thank you, man, for showing up, man, to be on this edition of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. The world needs to know more about Mr. Joshua Proby, and this is the time. This is what we're going to chop it up at. And before I get into that, I want to just let everybody know a little bit about Mr. Joshua Proby. Mr. Joshua Probria is a returning citizen. He came home after uh, a bout of incarceration, and now he's doing he's doing things. He's doing amazing things, and he's an, a social activist. He's putting himself in position to give back. He's running his businesses. He's doing wonderful things. He's an author, entrepreneur, the whole nine. And with that, I want to turn it over to Josh. Please give, give a little bit of your, what you're doing and talk to the people a little bit about what how things and how God has really blessed you in your life, man, since returning home from prison. Man, I can't even begin to say how God has blessed me. It's just been so tremendous spending so much time sitting, spending 12 years in prison and just being able to come home to pursue all of the things that you used to dream about when you used to be, you know, locked up. You always said that you wanted to do this and you wanted to go here and you wanted to do this. So yes. to be able to get out and to start my business, to start both of my businesses to establish nonprofit, to being able to be a speaker, an author, a father, a friend, yeah. a husband, you know, and not even being out two years or being out just about two years. Well, it's just been a blessing, man. It's just been truly, truly a blessing. God is good, man. Brother, I'm, I'm so proud of you, bro. And uh, you're, you are a shining example of resiliency, determination, the will to keep going, keeping God first and foremost in, in your life. And man, I'm just uh, proud of you, bro. And, and and I just want to tell you, man, continue doing all the great things you're doing. Because, I mean, God is blessing you bountifully. Most yeah. definitely. Most definitely. Now, you have a, you have a little one on the way. We, we, one, yeah. week, we one week away. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, got a little one on the way. Excited about that, you know. Awesome. For, for my children. Oh man, I wasn't due to my incarceration. I wasn't able to be there and see them be born. Right. So for God to bless me with an opportunity to be with my child from the yeah. moment that they're born all the way up, it's that's something right. that I did always want. It's something that sometimes I beat myself up about and wishing that I could have been there for my children and for God to allow that opportunity to happen again in my life. Yeah. It's just a blessing and I'm embracing it every single day. It's a blessing, man. I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you, man. You you're gonna be a proud father, man. Uh 
It's your number but the best, man. You got you're gonna have a bundle of joy coming in here. Hopefully, it'll be this July 1st or uh, Wednesday on my birthday. Bring yeah. him on in. Just bring bring him on in. You and the wife, man. <laughs> or she bring her on in. Right. Right. In. right. I want to say I want to ask you, man, when you went in uh to prison, man, in, in, in the beginning, how mm. did your life change from the standpoint of the mentality you went in with to how you came out versus the versus with another mentality. Share that with the audience if you would. Going into prison the age of 22 years old, first going to central prison. Okay. And 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 spending almost about three or four years there, you you sit back and you 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 questioning yourself because you like, yo, am I really built for this? Is is this really what it is? You know, seeing people with red jumpsuits on, people yeah. who got life. And just starting to see that coming in, you know, everybody say, you know, are you built like that? Yo, I'm built like this. I'm built like this. Right. And you realize that you're really not built like that until you get around people who really are built like that. You know? Okay. Okay. So it's like for many years, you have to wear a mask. You know, every day you going inside of your cell, taking your mask off like, oh, I made it to another day. You know, because you're around so many people, so much negativity, so much anger. Then you also have that positive side and you have to ask yourself, am I here to change or am I here to become worse? It is what you have to ask yourself in that process. So each year I began to get better. I spent two years in solitary confinement trying to fit in, trying to find my way, trying to figure out how at 22, at 22 years old, how am I getting ready to do 12 years? How am I getting ready to do this? And in those two years of solitary confinement, it was really was the time when I said I couldn't run anymore. All my life I ran. I ran because, you know, I was molested when I was younger. So that was a big part of why I ended up in prison. I was angry. I was mad. All people did was take from me. So therefore, because this was my reality. I turn around and reciprocated exactly what was done to me to others because that's all that I knew. I'm going to take from you. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to rob you. That's what I'm going to do. It's not that I'm justifying. It's no justification. What I did was wrong. It was the fact that as Black men and just as men in general, we have to understand that it's not always the surface problem, but there's so much more deeper. So we have to the cause rather than just the effect. So when I went to prison going in, it was, you know, do I fit in? And then as time went on, I realized that it wasn't about fitting in. It was about coming out of finding that little boy who was crying out for help so that I could begin the transformation for change. That's powerful, brother. Thank you for sharing that with with us. And and I want to say, you know, my two, two years of punitive segregation, I really came into the light. You know, I, I, I got together mentally, physically and spiritually. And that's when that's when I, I began reading and and reading my spiritual books, my inspirational, motivational books. I began my, my serious workouts. That's mental, physical and spiritual. And I, and I took on an entirely new way of thinking. And I made that change during uh, punitive segregation time and ad seg time. Yeah, it's, it's ironic, man. You you did the same thing with them two years. I mean, I yeah. thank you for sharing, man. You're a survivor, brother, and and the world the world needs to know how how wonderful you are. There's so many young brothers and sisters that need to hear your testimony because they're going through similar occurrences in their lives, and what mm-hmm. we are providing to them today 
And every day we, we go out and represent by giving our testimony. We are, we're giving them hope, inspiration, right. motivation. And mm -hmm. I, I just thank you for doing that, brother. I want I want to ask you, man, um, your faith. Tell us how how big of a part your, your faith played in this entire process. And did you go in with faith? Yes, I was raised in the church, man. I was I was raised in the church Monday through Sunday. You know, that's the that's the that's the middle day between before Sunday and Monday. So that means seven days a week plus an extra one if you could fit a day in there. Okay. You know, we I was raised in the church, which is kind of what pushed you away because when you're molested and you go into church every day yes. and you're trying to figure out in your mind as a youth, like how how does this all make sense? How could this happen and you're pushing through this and you know there's a difference in life between pushing through and getting through when you push through you're not really getting over a lot of stuff you're just getting to the next thing to hide yourself in to keep yourself from facing the reality of the pain you really feel but when you're getting through stuff you're dealing with issues so that when you finally do get through there's no residual effect of what you're holding on to that can affect how much further you're trying to go so my faith has a very, very pivotal point in it. Um, when I was in solitary confinement, I came across Psalms 46 and 10, and it said, be still and know that I am God. So that was that was my thing right there, that God was telling me that it's time for you to be still. I have you in this position to be still, to reintroduce and rebuild the relationship that we're supposed to have. And that's what I did. I focused on rebuilding my relationship with Christ, rebuilding my relationship, continuing to, to fast, to pray, to do the things that needed. And that was one of the key reasons why a lot of things are being manifested in my life right now. Yeah. It's not because of the effort and the hard work that I'm putting in now. It's the groundwork that was put in when wasn't nobody looking. It's the mm. groundwork that was put in when I was crying. It's the groundwork mm. when I felt like giving up. It's the groundwork that you didn't see that part. So yeah. no matter what platform I get on, you're never going to see Joshua Proby. You're going to see the manifestation of what Christ did through Joshua Proby. So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that 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 pays, that that's the, the, the most pivotal point in my life. My yeah. faith is the foundation. And as long as I keep my faith in Christ, then I'm unmovable. I'm unshakable. So I understand that, yeah, you're going to deal with hardships. And for those who are listening, yeah, you're going to deal with stuff. But, you know, the, the triumphs that you've seen me be able to come over, author, speaker, entrepreneur, husband, wife, you got to realize that I had to deal with my kids saying, I was mad at you. I got to deal with my sister saying, I felt like you left me. I had to deal with yeah. my wife saying, I was alone. Yeah. So you have to deal with a lot of painful situations to arrive at these places that people from the outside look and say, hey, that's dope. But yeah. you're dope too. You know, you're dope too. It's just, are you willing to face the things that need to be faced in order for you to embrace just how beautiful God has made you? Yes, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Confrontation is undoubtedly necessary to be able to, to confront the situation within and to be able to acknowledge from within where you are, and where you're trying to go. You know, that is so that is so important. But like you said, that foundation, man, your foundation was built on faith and you relied upon that. And you spoke about you spoke about uh, fasting. Once you give it to God, once you put yourself in the position to mm -hmm. just allow God to take over. And once you say, hey, look here, I'm going to fast. I'm going to stay away from this. I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to turn it over to God and put and ask them to bring me in, and, and relieve me from, 
from certain vices or take me through the journey or, and bring me out better and fasting and praying and believing in that. That's powerful, man. That fasting mm-hmm. is powerful. Yeah, it is. It is. I want to, I want to ask what you mentioned the family uh, part of it. Can, can you, can you express to the audience about uh, how important family is, especially when you're incarcerated and some of the pivotal times that family was there for you? Actually, it's opposite for me because family wasn't there for me during my time. Okay. Um, and I think that's what's so important, though, uh, Jimmy. See, that's, that's, that's really what's important is the fact that in order for you to truly embrace family correctly, you first have to understand the power of relationship. Okay. If you don't understand the power of relationship, then family doesn't exist. So- I abandoned so many people in my life because of my own pain. So it wasn't that my family wasn't there. It was the fact that I didn't know how to build pure relationships because of my own pain. So my family wanted to be supportive to me when I was in prison, but my brokenness didn't allow them to be there for me. So as I'm growing in prison and getting better and getting better, then I'm realizing in myself, like, Nah, my family didn't truly just abandon me. I just neglected the responsibility that it took in order to build the relationship for me to see how they were trying to be there for me. Mm. In your brokenness, you want them to be there for you, not based on how a relationship should be based on your family. So as time went on, I started to see that. And then when I got out, my family from Colorado, my family from Ohio, my family from everywhere came on my release day. Awesome. And when they came on my release day, it was just like, this is the love that's always been here. But when I walked out the gates, I was able to embrace my family because I valued relationship now. Awesome. And when you value relationship and family comes into play, it, it just made it bigger. So when I got out, my wife was supportive. My children were supportive. Still, yeah. of course, facing the reality of me being out of their life. But at the same time, they're they're there and they're pushing me. And every day I look at them, their motivation. So family was definitely key once I understood the importance of relationship. Man, thank you. Thank you for so eloquently expressing that and explaining that. Very, very important. They were always there. It was just on you to get that understanding of self. Yeah. yeah, so powerful, so powerful. So, Josh, let me let me ask you: While inside, did you did you do any programming as far as taking uh, classes, uh, uh, college classes, and different classes, or getting ready to change, getting motivated to change classes that were preparing you for for, for outside? If you could speak on that a little bit, uh, please do so. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I character building, character yeah. education, father yeah. accountability, fathering. You name it. Every program they had, I took. I went to school for business management. Graduated yeah. with my associates from Appalachian State. Yeah. So this was the time when prison was allowing you to take those courses before they took them away due to financial issues or the change in the name. At least here in. North Carolina, not sure everywhere else in North Carolina. Yeah, I took every program that you can think of because I wanted to get better for me. That's right. You know, because people, you get on the phone and people will still address you based on the time when you left. That's right. That's right. 
And it started to become frustrating because every time I'm calling, you're talking to me from the position as if I haven't changed. Yeah. And then I'm going back and forth trying to prove my change. Like, I'm yes. this and, and I done passed this until one night I went to my bunk and I was just like, Lord, I'm trying to prove, I'm tired of trying to prove to the mother of my children, to my family, to certain people that I've changed. Right. And it was right then and there. And he was like, that's not why you're here. The change first has to come within you. And in due time, everybody else will see it. It's not meant for people to see it right now. Walk your walk. Walk your walk. Yeah, it's not meant. This was a journey for you to go on by yourself. You're frustrating the journey and stagnating the journey by trying to bring people in to not even your completion. Mm. And I was like, oh, so I'm trying to bring people in on my change and I ain't even finished yet. Yeah. I ain't even finished with the transformation yet. Wow. So, you know, it's like kind of bringing somebody into your house and it's just like, yo, you like my house? And everybody like, it ain't done. There's no kitchen. There's no stove. The tiles ain't down. It ain't. But you're trying to show them the vision that's in your mind of what the house is going to be. They can't see it. But they can only see what the house currently is. That's right. So how can I expect you to come in on the middle of my journey and respect it when God ain't even finished with me yet? Yeah. So it was the fact that, yeah, I took all of those programs, man, and wrote wrote 19 self-help books while I was in prison. Yeah. Um, and the two books that I have now that are published yeah. are only a fraction of what God has given me so far. So, yeah, it was those programs. And the programs wasn't just for the certification and the right. proof of change to somebody else. It was a yeah. part of the journey of God transforming me to become you. who he designed me to be. For you. Thank you, brother, for sharing that. And it is so important for individuals to understand the process and understand what you're going through is purposeful. And you can't rush the process. It ain't in your time. It's in God's time. Mm -hmm. And everybody ain't going to get it. But you got to stay on that path, man. And and man, I commend you. Much props for staying on that path. All praise due to God. Because I tell you, we we are living blessings. We are living blessings. And I tell people, it ain't about me. It's about Mm -hmm. what God allowed me to go through so I can praise his name. And Mm -hmm. be in a position to give back and share and that's what it's about. And the more we give back and share, the more we are blessed with. Yeah. And that's yeah. that process is, is so beautiful. So mm-hmm. beautiful, man. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted to have you on the show, man. I want the world to hear your testimony because, man, living, living, living witness, fire experience, you know, mm-hmm. you know the struggle. And I'm just so I'm just so thankful, brother, that you're sharing it with the audience. It's always about uplifting and giving back. And uh, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, I know you're going to touch some lives out there. This this uh, Chopping It Up with Jimmy C episode is undoubtedly going to touch some lives, man. Our young people, our, our young kings and queens, they need to hear this. They, yeah. need, they need to be informed and abreast to, to seeing how, how brothers and sisters go through the struggle and come out shining like diamonds. And, mm-hmm. and, and they got themselves healthy, staying healthy. That's mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah. You know? We yeah. could have been involved in a number of things inside, but you, like you said, you took the onus to start putting yourself through vigorous classes as offered, but everybody don't take them. Everybody yeah. don't take those classes. But, yeah. but, but we, we went the extra mile. I'm taking mm-hmm. these classes. 
I'm doing this. I'm staying on the right path. I'm keeping myself healthy, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Every choice, the choices you make, choices are so important. Choices, so important. good choices, good consequences, and, and vice versa. Yeah. So, Josh, man, let me let me ask you. Now, now you, you you have a, a couple of businesses, man. What what what's the name of your businesses, and, and how how are those going? Businesses are going good, man. Of course, my clothing line, mm-hmm. uh, my apparel line, just purpose. It's going good, man. Got a got a line out now. My vote has purpose. So yeah. it, it's sometimes we got to look at the state and the nature in which that we in, and we always got to ask ourselves. We can look at the problem for a million years, right? Yes. But how do you help become an advocate to the solution? It takes different intricate parts yes. for, for solutions to come. Solutions don't just come by one person just standing up and saying, hey, I'm standing for something that's right. Hey, I'm standing for something that's right. It takes seven, eight, ten of those people like that to connect arms with 20 more people, to connect yes. arms with 40 more people, and to continue to take each piece because each piece is their part of the solution. So, you know, I do shirt my shirts and my apparels is all about purpose because everybody has one. Everybody does. Your purpose is not my purpose. My purpose is not yours, but it's my duty to infuse you and to inspire you to know what your purpose is. No, you know no. what I mean? It's no clear cut way to that. I'm, I'm just as, as real as it gets and I'm straightforward. I'm not just going to sit here and tell you, yo, I found my purpose and look, you can find yours tomorrow. No, because that could be that you got to go talk to some people. You got to face some things. You got to deal with some things in order for your purpose to be resurfaced, in order for you to understand what's really going on. So, um, you know, my shirt line and then my trucking company in which that I go back and I employ people who were formerly incarcerated. To this point, I've had 16 people who have worked for me for my trucking company who once were formerly incarcerated. And it's not just saying, oh, I hired people who were in prison. Now nah, I'm paying them eight to nine hundred dollars a week, yeah, so that they can be able to take care of their families, giving them at least a fraction of what they was used to making illegally, so they don't have to go back to the streets and they realize that they can do it the right way. So yeah. it takes action. You know what I mean? It takes action. It takes work on their behalf as well to stay focused and to stay dedicated. But it, it's it's up to us if we are going to supply those jobs. It's up to us to pay them the wages that they need to be paid so they don't have to look back to the streets anymore. Thank you, brother. Thank you for empowering, empowerment. Thank you for, for reaching back to our brothers and sisters, man, that have that have been through the struggle like we have. Thank you for not forgetting about them. That's what's up, man. And and man, I tell you, you are, I know you're bountifully blessed, man. I mean, the blessings continue to come. You yeah. know, I always explain to individuals, you know, they'd they be like, man, you, why you ain't mad? Why you should be angry? Why, why aren't you mad and angry? And I always say, you know, that would put a, posi- a person in a position to feel like they owed something or mm-hmm. I, I deserve to, to have went through this a uh, certain way or this or, or received that. You know, tomorrow is not promised to us, nor, neither is the day, the completion of the day. And every day we have on this earth, I look at it as an opportunity for growth and an opportunity for, for humility and to let God know that I'm a humble servant and, and, mm-hmm. and do that by showing your, your actions, put mm-hmm. their work in to come thinking that, well, I'm mad because I didn't get to do this and do that. Look, you do what you do. You can control your life to some degree. You'll work on, you work on that. That'll take your lifetime and don't worry about how, what the other stuff comes, what other comes in, in, mm-hmm. in other areas. Control yeah. what you can control. 
and, yeah. and be able to deal with other circumstances and experiences of, of others coming at you in, in whatever way, be able to deal with it where you still keep your integrity, your principles, and your morals, keeping yeah. yourself in a, a positive, a positive position. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how I roll. But mm-hmm. man, Josh, man, it's it, it is so wonderful, man, being able to, to chop it up with you, man. And and I just I just want to tell you, bro, continue to do the powerful things that you're doing, the wonderful things that you're doing, and may God continue to bless you abundantly. You know, and congratulations on on the beautiful baby that you're you're about to receive Wednesday, July 1st. Wednesday, July 1st. (laughs) And I I tell you, man, God is uh, God is just shining upon you so wonderfully, brother. And I'm just so proud of you. Yes. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I want to say, man, keep striving, keep doing what you're doing. It's good to see authenticity. Um, I think we've talked to this before a little off the air, but it's about authenticity, bro. And you come from where we come from. Yes. And 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 you deal with what we deal with. We we understand what authenticity does. Authenticity is the key, the master key to any door that you want to unlock. Yeah, and I value the authenticity that you have, bro. And Thank because you. you have that, Thank um, you. God is going to make sure that whichever door is open, that may not be that door. He'll be able to restrict it, and then the doors that are will freely open to you. So, yes. thank you, bro. No and doubt. You continue to do great things, brother. Keep making awareness to the individuals that are unaware. Keep bringing consciousness to individuals that are unconscious. Bring mm-hmm. hope to those that are hopeless. And let your voice, man, be heard by all. That said, man, I, I just want to thank you for, for, for joining me on this edition of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. And before, before I go, I want to ask you, is there any parting that you'd like to share with us or, or let people know who are out there who would want to reach you or contact you, man, or just for whatever reason may be, if they want to share, you know, their, their thank yous or want to let you know how they feel about, you know, the, the wonderful things you're doing. How can they reach you? You can reach me on Facebook at Josh Proby, J-O-S-H-P-R-O-B-Y, Instagram at Josh Proby, no spaces. And if you are interested in the apparel, you can go to justpurpose.shop, J-U-S-T-P-U-R-P-O-S-E dot shop. Thank you, Josh, for joining me on, on this edition of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. I want to tell all of my, my, my fans and, and, and my, my audience out there, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. And I want to wish everyone a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you again, Josh. Peace, my sure. brother. Sure. All right. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, where we celebrate life after wrongful conviction. Remember, you get to define your life, no one else. Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page. Sign up for our alerts so you don't miss our show. That's it. We out. Peace. One love.